big hand. Praise the Lord. Amen. I don't know about you. I, I love that music so much. I, I'm, I'm just sitting there singing those songs and hearing those songs. I'm seriously thinking about joining this church. I don't know. I just think, <laughs> hey, I want to talk to you today about God's love. And so just uh, thank you, Chris, for reading the text. Great reading. There's an old proverb that we use, which, uh, which is, the proof is in the pudding. Actually, when you research that, that's not how it really originally began. It originally began saying this, the proof of the pudding is in the eating. Uh, if they were to say it correctly, they would say the proof of the pudding is in the eating of it. So you don't know what it's like just looking at it. You've got to test it. You've got to taste it. I experienced this once uh, years ago when I worked at American National Bank. Uh, a lady came in named Ruby, came in and baked a big uh, bowl of chocolate pudding and she gave a serving to me and one of my associates named Robert. Then she walked away. Well, we were hungry because when you're young like that, you're always hungry. We quickly took a big spoonful of it and frowned at each other and dumped the rest of it in the trash can. Uh, see, the pudding was cooked pudding, not instant pudding. Instant pudding's better. But she had overcooked the chocolate, and it was, it was, it was burned. Tastes horrible. But later she returned and asked how we liked the pudding. And so I said, Robert and I both agree we have never tasted pudding like yours. <laughs> and never will again. We took some, he asked me, he says, is it okay to lie? I said, yeah, there's a Bible verse that says it's okay to lie. 
in this sense. It says we're supposed to speak the truth in love. Because we liked her, we didn't want to hurt her, so we told, well, we told a lie. So anyway, we, we claimed that verse. The message is clear. The proof of anything is in the testing of it. The proof of God is in the testing of him, even though the Bible only says one time to test him. And when he says that one time, he says, test me by giving your offering. He said, if you really love me, you give an offering. You just test me and see if I would not bless you for giving that offering. Unless a lot of people need to hear that sermon. The truth of God in the test of God is not only in the testing, but it's in the tasting. The Bible says in Psalm 34, verse 8, taste and see the Lord is good. So we come to the final in this series, the love notes from God. We talked about God's love is faithful. We talked about his love being sacrificial. We'll talk a little bit more about that today. We talked last week about God's love being forgiving. And today I want to talk about God's love being perfect. I want you to see it on the screen. Let's read God's love notes. So look at it on the screen. It's in 1 John chapter 4, verse, uh, verse 18. And this part of it that I want to emphasize, if you look at the one on the screen, is this statement from God's word. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fears. God says to you, you never have to worry about love, and you never have to worry about my love. My love is consistent. My love is there for you. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, as we finish this series about your love, we pray that you'd help us to get the message clearly about what love is all about. May we understand the whole spirit of it, the nature of it. And so we ask you to bless this lesson to our heart, and may we go out from here today sharing these words with those we know. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God's love notes. He says in this text, perfect love cast out fear. And to begin with, let me just say that when you break this down, I see three things about this love, this statement, perfect love casting out fear. First of all, because this is God saying this in his word, perfect love is spiritual. The Bible says in verse 7, if you were to break it down, everyone who loves has been born of God. In other words, if you have the true spirit of love, that doesn't come because you're just a good person. God put that in you. And God needs to put that in more people, and, we, and more people need to respect that. Warren Wiersbe said the very nature of God is he loves, and he loves with a spiritual love. That's something we all need to get. God loves us spiritually. He says love is what God is. He is love. Love is who God is. He is love. And love, more importantly, is what God does. All the things that God does is because he loves the world. The Bible says in John 3, 16, for God so liked the world. No, he loved the world. The writer of John and 1 John, I believe, are the same. There's some debate about it, and no reason to enter that debate there about who, who, who wrote or whatever. The fact is it's included in God's word. And the fact is many truths are shared through these words of John and John, the Gospel of John and 1 John. And the three truths that I see, if you go back to the Gospel of John, you see that God says the three truths about God begins with that God is spirit. And so in other words, God is spiritual. And so when you think about the essence of God, He is spiritual. The essence of His love is spiritual. That's why love is so important. Because when we love people, we exercise a spiritual nature of who God is in this world. When we love people, they get it spiritually, true love. He is not flesh and blood. Nobody has seen God, the Bible says, but all of us can observe and, and look at the people that, that love us and who we have the opportunity to love. God is spirit. God is light in 1 John. This refers to the holy nature of God. And God sheds light on His love. And the Bible says there is absolutely no darkness in Him. Now think about this. Hate is full of darkness. 
But love, God's love, is full of light. And if there's one thing that we could change our world about is if we love the world correctly, love them, not love the things they do, but love people, we could bring more light in this world. Can you get a witness? There's no darkness. The Bible says in John chapter 1, verse 5, this, these truths. In him was life and light. And I would say when you look at John's gospel, in him was not only life and light, in him is love. God is love. 1 John 1, 7 says, because love is from God. That's where it is. You ever loved anybody? You, you love to hear them say it, right? Don't you like to hear it? I love to tell this story. When our third grandchild was born, uh, Henry, we took them out to Olive Garden over in uh, Frisco, Texas. That's Frisco, Texas, not San Francisco. Uh, we went to Olive Garden out there, and, and, and he's just learning to put his window up and down. And he put his window down, and he said, Come over here, Dad, Dad. Stick your hand out. Take my hand. He took my hand, and he was probably two and a half years old, maybe three by then. And he took my hand and says, I love you, buddy. I will never, ever forget that moment at Olive Garden, Frisco, Frisco, Texas. And let me tell you something. You'll never, and we should never forget the moment we realize God loves me. When Risby says that this doesn't define God, uh, really, God defines love. Some people say that, that love defines God, but no, God defines love. The fact that two people can love each other doesn't mean that it's holy love. It just means they love each other. But holy love is of God. God is love. His holiness is expressed in His love for His creation. The Lamentations chapter 3 says this. Listen to it. His judgments are measured out, given out by love. Everything that God has done for you and all that God is doing for us is because He loves us. He loves me and He loves you. When God determines what we ought to be, God determines how we should love. Perfect love is spiritual. We need to get that. In fact, I read this story about a man who stole some radioactive material from a hospital. Why he would do that, I don't know. But he stole it, and the hospital administrator quickly called the police, and here's what the, the, the report said. Sirs, sir, this man, this thief, just stole radioactive material from a hospital. Please tell him as quickly as you can this truth. This material cannot be hidden. If you keep it near you, it will affect you disastrously. I want to change that spin a little bit. God's love is not dangerous, but if you have it, it cannot be hidden. Let it show. It will affect you spiritually. God's love is spiritual. Then God's love is sacrificial. Verse 10 says this. We read it. Chris read it. He sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. What, what is, this is what God is. He's love. This is what God did. He sent his son. Because God is love, he must communicate not only with words but deeds. How does he show it? I remember years ago I heard this man in my office come in for counseling and he said, uh, my wife tells me that I'm not telling her I love her very much. I said, well, are you? He said, well, I'll tell you like I told her, Pastor. I told her I loved her when we got married. If she wants to know, she can ask. <laughs> That's a mistake. That's a mistake. Pity that man when he got home that day. But God's love must, must be communicated, not only but with words and deeds. You've got to say it. Now, if you break down this, this section of this chapter, we see that God's love is sacrificial and it's revealed. The Bible says God's love is revealed in this way. He reveals it. He said, this is the great reveal. This is what I want to tell you. I want to show you this. I want to reveal it to you. I love you. 
there's a wonderful song written by Kim Hill, and she writes it like this. How many love songs die on the tip of the tongue, victims of unspoken love? Say it. Say it. If you, don't, if you don't express your love, it will never be known. We need to tell people we love them. What if God never said he loved us? What if you never really looked in the Bible and you saw God loves you? What if he didn't put that in the scripture and rather you saw only judgment? How would you feel about God? Would you run from him? Would you hide? Would you worship him? And I would say this, that the reason that we're here this morning because all of us in this room, and the reason that churches around the world are worshiping God today is they believe that God loves them. God loves us. God says he loves us. We should love God and long to love him. The love of God reveals something. It says to me that he is approachable, able to be reached is the definition. I, I don't have to be afraid of God. I, I come to him because I know he loves me. We see God's sacrificial love is released. He sent his son. Jesus was sent to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Now, this is a great lesson here, the atoning sacrifice. It means that God loves us in this way. He allowed Jesus to be the atonement, the payment for your sins. And God released his son. I want you to see the picture. He released his son from heaven to come to earth, to go back to heaven and carry away our sins. This is a great picture, folks. Don't miss this. There's a bank transaction that you used to have that would say, uh, I was a banker, Beverly was a banker, some of you are bankers out there. But you remember the transaction, they would often put a hold on the funds until somebody said, we can release the funds, <laughs> release them. And then we would, the check was no good unless it was released. Let me tell you, the, the, the picture here is the atoning sacrifice of Jesus is he released the funds to pay for your sins because he loves you. Now, this is a picture of Leviticus chapter 16. And if you've ever studied, and I didn't take uh, too much on this in prophecy in high school and, 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 and seminary. In high school it took a little bit, but seminary took a little more. But, uh, but in Leviticus chapter 16, it talks about the scapegoat. How many remember the scapegoat? Here's the picture of the scapegoat. The priest would bring all the sins and, and, and visually, ceremonially place all the sins of the people on one goat. Then he would release the goat into the wilderness to carry away the sins of the people because this is the love of God. Jesus is your scapegoat. Do you know this? He came from heaven down to earth to be our priest. And as a priest and as our Savior, he took all our sins from us and he takes them away and you can remember your sins no more. God's sacrificial love is realized if God loves us sacrificially, we should also sacrificially love others. In other words, we gotta, somehow we've got to test ourselves. If we're going to test God how he loves, how do you love? Are you good at loving others? Are you good at being kind? We talked about this last week. Hey, years ago when I was a youth minister, we had a popular place we visited in Irving, Texas. Crystal, Crystal Pizza Palace. Remember that? Yeah, I'm, I'm talking. Makes me hungry now. Remember all those games and things and the ice cream sundaes at the end? Oh, oh man. But they had a machine in there. Some of you may remember. They had a machine in there called the, the, the love test machine. And it was a little machine there. And you, you, you put a quarter in. You'd squeeze this little handle. And I don't know if it had anything. that you put both hands. And it, it would measure how you were at love. Were you hefty, hefty, hefty? Or you wimpy, wimpy, wimpy? I don't know what you were. But, but the, the, if I remember the chart, it went something like this. You first put your hand on it. Before you squeeze it, it says weak. And then warm. 
and then warmer, and then hot, and then blazing. But none of these words describe if you put God to test when He squeezes a heart, it doesn't come across as weak, it doesn't come across as warm, it doesn't come across as warmer or hot or blazing. God's love for you and me comes across as sacrificial. I gave my best for you. How can you give any less than that for me? You say we love God if we really love Him. Should we not give Him our best? And yet across the world, people are saying this. They're trying to negotiate with God their love. I love you, but don't make me go every Sunday. I want to neg- we sing, it's a great time to negotiate. It's a great time to negotiate. We want to negotiate. Do we have to really tithe? Do we have to really come to Bible study? Do we have to come get involved? Do we, have, do we ever need to even show up at prayer meeting? We want to come to church as little as we can. We want to brew cream, as the old commercial says. We want a little dab of do you. But God says, if my love is sacrificial, your love should be sacrificial as well. And perfect love is satisfying. The Bible says in verse 15, God's love remains in him and he in God. He in God. When you think of God's love, you might ask, what is God doing? And let me tell you what he's doing. What is God doing right now? I know one thing he's doing. If you're a born-again believer in Jesus Christ, he's abiding in you. And that should make you satisfied. You should say, how can I ask any more from God than for him to abide in me? And I love him for it. God is with us. The Bible says if God is in us, with us, who can be against us in Romans chapter 8? When you think of God's love, you might say, what is he doing? He's abiding. John's basic truth is God is love. It's, his love is revealed in the Bible, but his love is not only revealed in Scripture, his love is ultimately revealed on the cross. God is actively loving his children. You know, we, we're not just students watching an event. We are participants in the great drama. And what is the great drama? God is love. And God wrote it, and he put us in it. So what is his love all about? God's love is satisfying for our need for security. God remains in us. God is not leaving I wish I could sing. I'd sing the song, Christ is all I need, Christ is all I need, Christ is all I need. And you can sing that over and over again, but folks, we've got to get it again for the first time. When we find in Christ, somebody said, when we find in Christ all that we need, we find in Christ everything that we want. We need to love Him. God's love is satisfying. He satisfies our need for salvation. Whoever confesses, the Bible says, and that's a song, to whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God remains in him and he is in God. And if you're in this room and you've never confessed Jesus Christ, if you're ashamed of being baptized, if you're ashamed of taking your stand for Christ, I would say this, that if you're ashamed of him, check it out in Romans chapter 10, whoever is ashamed of God, God's not going to be happy with them. I want God to be pleased. I want to stand up and stand up for Jesus as a soldier of the cross because I love him. God satisfies our need for salvation. He satisfies our need for safety. The Bible says in verse 18, there is no fear in love. Perfect love drives out fear. Run to God and you'll be safe in his care. God satisfies our need for love. I want to work a miracle up here. Uh, you, can, you can put this on word of faith if you want to. I'm going to change this ordinary milk, which is, I shouldn't say ordinary because it's not really ordinary, uh, because this is the best milk known to Dallas County. This comes from Brahms. Can I get a witness? They water down the rest of it, folks. This is the true thing. 
Now, I don't drink milk. I just have been told. <laughs> but I want to show you the miracle. So if all he had is a half a gallon of, of Brahms milk and some Hershey's. I didn't think about this, but Hershey's makes stuff other than chocolate. Why? <laughs> <laughs> but this is, I want to work a miracle. So here it is. So I'm going to pour this in there. I'm not sure how you like your chocolate milk or strawberry milk. But, but I got to tell you something. Now you, now, you probably can see it on the bottom. Can you see it on the bottom? But let me tell you something. This doesn't take full effect until you stir it. Give me a hand for my miracle. So, so here's, here's the way this works. I forgot to bring a napkin. I didn't know what to do. So here, here, here's my principle. I don't ever forget this sermon. I want to say three things you won't forget. God's love is spiritual. It changes us. God's love is sacrificial. He poured his life into me and you so we wouldn't be different. And once you know this, God's love is satisfying and gives us safety. Once he is in us, he will never go away. I am changed by God's love forever. When I was 17, I asked Jesus Christ into my life to be my Savior. And the reason I'm here today, not as a preacher, but as a Christian, still talking about Jesus, is that by God's grace, by God's love, I've been changed. But also, God's love is satisfying. I don't want to get too much. <laughs> you might want to take a picture of this. I'm bad. <laughs> now, if I liked milk, I'd say that's excellent. I don't like milk that much, but, but I do like Jesus. And I want to tell you something. He changed me. He stayed with me. And he satisfied me. That's what God's love does for us. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, bless us as we share this message. Help us to get it. To know that your love is perfect. That you poured your life out of us. Help us to go about this world not just taking in the love but giving it out to others. Help us to get that. I pray right now if you would just uh, touch people's heart in here. Help everybody in this room to know just how much you love them. And I pray that we would love you in return. If we love you in return, we'll be involved in church. We love you in return, we'll give to church. We love you in return, you'll be your witness. We love you and we should show our love. If you show your love to us. Shouldn't we show our love for you by being active and engaged and changed in this world? I pray you bless us as we look at this truth, perfect love, cast out fear. We are not afraid. We don't have to run. We don't have to hide because you love us. Please, God, today, send people to the altar to pray, to thank you for your love. May we tell you thanks today. May we not just walk out here and just take it all in. May we say thanks for satisfying us with an eternal love that only you can give. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Will you stand together? Let's sing together.